0: The National Fraternal Order of Police reported last week that 2020 saw historical levels of violent crime and that 2021 is seeing crime surge in many larger cities, especially those headed by liberal officials. President Biden blames it on the traditional summer season increase as well as the effects of the pandemic. But if that's the case, then why isn't crime surging all over the country? Why is crime in these places significantly higher than last year? While many of these are in democratically run cities, there's more to it than that. We'll look at this in today's episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. The National Fraternal Order of Police tweeted some stats from Fox News, indicated 2020 saw historic levels of violent crime, and that violent crime in 2021 is surging ahead of that. It listed stats from liberal-run cities that showed homicides and shootings were way up. For instance, Portland has seen homicides up 533 percent and shootings up 126 percent. And let's not forget Portland, aside from Seattle, was ground zero last year for Antifa's riots and protests that resulted in millions of dollars in not only property damage, but from the loss of sales from downtown businesses. Yet, Portland officials, such as Democratic Mayor Ted Wheeler, allowed the violence and destruction to continue as they hampered the the police from using effective tactics and crowd-controlling tools. Mayor Wheeler even pointed to local police as a problem, appearing to want to appease and coddle those lawbreakers, many of which were organized Marxists, Maoists, and anarchists, who want to burn the American system down and replace it with communism. Over and over again, we saw in 2020 how the rule of law was not followed. But lawbreakers were given nearly free reign to loot, deface, destroy, and avoid discipline. Radical city and state prosecutors refused to charge and prosecute these miscreants. Lenient judges dismissed cases or merely slapped the wrists of those that did make it through the system. Some politicians, Hollywood celebrities, and organizations raised millions in bail money for those that were arrested, ensuring that those lawbreakers were turned back out onto the street the very next day. And the cities that already had bail reform saw their rioters being quickly released with more than half of them going on to commit further crimes. This same insanity was happening throughout the country. Extremists in office were taking up the defund the police mantra support for police fell to an all-time low. The Police Executive Research Forum surveyed about 200 police departments and found large challenges to attracting new officers, an overall 18% increase in resignations, and retirements skyrocketing 45% over the previous year. So why should anyone be surprised that crime is spiking? According to the Police Executive Research Forum in Minneapolis, Chief Madaria Arredondo told a city council panel that reduced staffing is making his department one dimensional, with officers mostly responding to 911 calls and not having time to do proactive policing. Not only are crime rates spiking in many democratically controlled cities, but ambushes on police are getting to be its own pandemic. The National Fraternal Order of Police tweeted that there have been 51 officers shot in 40 ambush attacks in 2021 alone an incredible rise of 91 percent over last year in one ambush on a florida officer fox news reported that the now detained suspect had links to the nfac black militia the new black panther party and a local chapter of the huey p newton gun club this is an overriding aspect to this whole picture of so-called racism police and crime The media usually does a very poor job in digging any further beyond the outcome of a riot or protest, as they like to call them. More importantly, they should be looking into who helped to organize the riots, which would help explain the current increase in crime. As we have pointed out time and time again in these videos and in news reports at thenewamerican.com, hard left organizers seek to discredit the police in order to get more and more governmental control over the people. These hardcore activists have created the false narrative that there is systemic racism in law enforcement and the courts, which has helped to fuel the media fire for every white on black police shooting and for demoralizing the police. As crime rises, the average American in these hardest hit cities will clamor for government to do something. As part of our support your local police and keep them independent campaign, we once wrote This support of their local police by all good citizens everywhere is going to become especially important now that communist-inspired racial riots are getting to be a regular part of the American scene. The police will be crucified by the liberals in the press and over the airwaves for practically everything they do in the line of duty. And this will be true no matter how circumspectly they handle themselves, nor with what careful restraint they use their authority, in connection with every large or small outbreak of civil disorder which the communist plotters can produce. Now, this sounds like this was written today, but it was actually written for the John Birch Society Bulletin in July of 1963, at another time in American history when leftists flooded the streets, agitating crowds with narratives of so-called injustices. Many of the organizations behind the violence of 2020 have drawn wisdom and leadership support from those that were involved in the violence of the 1960s, especially the Weather Underground, Students for a Democratic Society, the Black Panthers, the Communist Party, and the Revolutionary Communist Party. As William Jasper, senior editor for the New American Magazine recalled in a 2017 article, as a journalist and as a researcher for Dr. Larry McDonald and the Western Goals Foundation during the 1970s and early 1980s, I also went undercover inside the Communist Party USA, Revolutionary Communist Party, Socialist Workers Party, Workers World Party, and the radical student organizations that were feeder groups for the organized communists. What we are witnessing today with the rise of Antifa is a recreation of the atmosphere and the network of subversive organizations similar to that of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s that is part of an integral plan for a new phase of the revolution. They have literally declared war on America, as many of the Antifa banners openly defiantly state. They intend to cause such chaos that America will become ungovernable, leading, they hope, to the overthrow of our constitutional system, which they say is racist and fascist, and the establishment of an anarchist communist dictatorship. If the politicians, media organizations, and tax-exempt foundations that are providing critical support and protection to the Antifa thugs are not exposed and stopped, the Antifa violence will continue to escalate until they become the equivalent of Mao Zedong's murderous Red Guards and can carry out the same genocidal program here in America. That must not be allowed to happen. If Mr. Jasper's warning sounds a bit over the top, let me ask you if you thought you would ever live to see the day when American government would shut down your church, your business, muzzle you and your family with a mask, and then have Americans clamoring for a vaccine so that they can get back to some sort of normal. In foreign countries, the police enforce the laws of the central government. They are nationalized. In America, police and sheriffs are local. They enforce the laws of the local community and have the power to protect those citizens they serve from the abuses of the federal government. As JBS founder Mr. Robert Welch wrote in the July 1963 Bulletin, the Communists know, as the American people do not, that the city and community police forces now constitute one of the most important remaining obstacles to the gradual, insidious, and at first invisible establishment of the mechanics of their Communist police state. The local working police are the best friends everywhere of anti-communists like ourselves because they constantly run up against all of the dirty tactics of the communists and of the dupes and allies of the communists in their respective areas. For this reason, there's been a subtle but now increasingly bolder and more extensive effort to harass and discredit local police forces and their individual members going on in the country for more than a decade. The movement to discredit the police, nationalize the police, and create even more layers of unaccountable bureaucracy to usurp power from not only local police, but the citizens they serve, is not a new one. Also not new are the strategies and tactics being used today. We encourage you to look beyond the headlines and to look deeper into the who and the why. One of the many positive attributes about the John Birch Society is its long-standing knowledge of American history. Many of our veteran staff and members helped to expose this when it was going on in the 1960s. We know the problems and the agenda of these enemies of freedom. Our organization is the only one that has an agenda to expose these enemies through educating others, just like the Founding Fathers did to help further the cause of independence in the mid to late 1700s. So join today to get started. Our Support Your Local Police project as well as our other projects will connect you with many others in your community as you build local awareness and effect real change nationally to restore liberty and independence. Links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society and until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.